0: This is the S Rock podcast, and this week, kind of a slow week, kind of a slow week. We've been on a roll though, like fights, MMA, boxing, everything. We've been on a roll, so like we can't really complain when we get a slow one. But we might get an interesting one. These are the weekends that surprise you. The thing about fighting, and it's like maybe I I've always been a huge box. Like I've always been my whole life has been boxing, like in fighting in MMA. I've just always loved it, always. But I don't even think even I realized how much fights were on at the weekend until I pay attention to it for the podcast. Like until I like truly needed to know everything that was going on. It's insane. It's insane how much goes on. Like being a boxing journalist or just covering boxing or MMA is enough for a whole year. Like there's not, you don't need basketball. You don't need football. You don't need to cover all these things. If you cover uh, boxing i don't even know how you would cover the rest of them like I, the respect i have for like someone that covers basketball and just like watching all the games right because you have to watch all the games i have to watch all the fights so i imagine you have to watch all the games to really have an honest opinion but it also also makes me doubt everyone's opinion on tv because they probably are not doing that because i know that i watch listen to some boxing podcasts and i listen to people that talk boxing and i don't think they watch all the fights that i'm watching like i just don't i don't think they're breaking down the thing i don't i'm not trying to throw uh (laughs) i'm not trying to throw shade or talk or you know i'm not trying to talk crazy or anything or even say that i'm all that great at what i do but what i'm saying is i just sometimes i feel it but i sometimes you can't blame them like people have families and stuff i'm having a kid soon right so does that gonna diminish me a little bit on this i don't know we'll see right gotta face that when i get there but i just know that it is a lot to follow it is so maybe we should be grateful for a little week a weekend like this right get a three-day weekend i think most people do um And just, you know, enjoy the one fight that's going to happen instead of the, you know, usual four on a weekend. So we're going to get straight to, you know what, no, I'm not going to get straight to Chris uh, Colbert. I'm not. I'm going to get talking what I don't usually do on this podcast, talk about fights that are not even this weekend. And fights that could happen, could possibly happen, or rumored. Let me me get that. Let's get a section like that in. Because I feel like maybe people would like to hear that, right? You got Conor McGregor. It's going to happen next week versus Poirier. And you got an issue now. Where Connor's kinda of talking trash, saying the Poirier might look for a takedown like he did last time. And if he looks for a takedown, he's a coward, and all these things. And I, I personally don't get it because Connor's always saying that he comes from the sport where they put shin bones into bones and it's a real fight. And now you have Nate Diaz saying that if you know, if he, there was a fight that didn't have a decision and they just went to the end, he would always win. And it's like they keep pushing back the finish line. And to me, I'm just gonna call BS now i don't want this used in boxing anymore i want an mma guy saying oh we do this in uh mma that's real fighting and then the guy's complaining about wrestling okay i don't want to hear it no more okay the, the, in mma there's wrestling okay there's no getting around it now people are gonna act like they love it so much but they don't truly love it right they don't truly love wrestling okay no one's going in there to be like i hope this guy lands a solid takedown that's not the case now i respect wrestling 100 percent I think it's beautiful at times but i do think that it is kind of boring when a guy just lays on top of another guy i do i do think that's kind of boring i don't think that's the most exciting way to fight I think the most exciting way to fight is standing up with kicks elbows punches all that i love it stand up with just punches stand up with just kicks stand up with just elbows i will watch it it's solid i the ground i respect a beautiful uh jiu-jitsu submission beautiful grappling like triangle arm bar transitions all that it's all beautiful i respect it it's just not the most exciting thing but I don't think as MMA fighters, you can complain about boxing and say they don't do, you know, limited, and then get to MMA and say that it's too much, that you can't look for takedowns and all that. You can't have it both ways. You can't. And Connor can't have it both ways. I'm not going to get into the breakdown of this fight because I haven't scouted out the way I want to scout before I break down a fight. But going into just like my feel for it, I feel like it's a two round fight for Connor. And if it gets past that, I just feel like Poirier has the heart and will to take over the fight from that point. Also, Connor just got knocked out cold. So, like, however, you come back for getting knocked out cold is not usually better, right? Maybe you'd be more defensively sound, like you got Eric Lubin, who's more defensively sound now because he has been slept. So it it caused him to be more cautious, to respect the things coming back his way, right? But I don't think Connor's gonna be faster. Um better than he was i don't think so i think he might be diminished from what he was that another fight being talked about is uh mikey garcia versus progress which looks like it's about to get done for the zone just my quick thought is why did pbc put progress on their card what was the point of that what was the point of putting progress on their card and paying them probably like a mil to do it i don't i did they, did they what was the point it was like a trial to see if he was going to sign with pbc that's like you know people were saying you know trailer signs one guys guys for one fight and they have no control of them pbc kind of made an error on putting progress on a fight that was like a tune-up fight and didn't even turn it up to anything but now if he fights mikey garcia i love this fight i love the progress is staying at 140 i love that mike garcia is back at 140 which is the way he's best at and to me the earl spence fight diminished him in the eyes of the public and everything yes but not really to me because he just did not have the size his size did not carry well in that and he's not doesn't have the elite power doesn't have elite speed and that's kind of like what you need to move up it doesn't really diminish you as a fighter to me like if you can go up all those weights and which you should if you're dominating 140. Now, I did think there was opponents for him at 140 that still made sense before he went and tried to go to 147, right? But okay, he did that. It didn't work out. He took that loss. But I still think he'd come back down and be very damn good at 140. And I think progress is very good at 140. And I think that's an excellent matchup. And I think the winner of that is going to have a lot of excitement behind him because that's what Mikey Garcia needs. He beat Jesse, he beat, uh, Jesse Vargas, but he kind of let that win like, The problem with his career is like he doesn't know how to gain the momentum of it. That's what you need. You need to gain the momentum. Even like Conor losing to Poirier, but coming back kind of quick and getting the rematch, it's still like gaining momentum because you've just seen it still fresh in your head. With Mikey Garcia, I bet you some of you forgot that he beat Jesse Vargas. and It was a decent fight, but he lets the momentum go. You got to get it going. You got to keep the momentum going. You have to be smart about that. But I think the winner of this fight will have the momentum he needs to get a, uh, another big fight. Um, and the way I think these guys' contracts work is they're like kind of like free agents. It's like fight to fight, which just benefits them honestly. Like whoever wins this is gonna be, is gonna be wanted by all promotions. That's a good fight. That's a damn good fight. And Eddie Hearns gonna put a good fight in the U.S. and that's what he needs to do like that's what Eddie Hearn is doing a global he's going after Mexico he's the first guy to put English announcers on like a Mexico card right like I don't know if he's the first guy but that's like the first time I've seen it then he has his English he has like in Europe right he has control of that now he's going for uh going to America and he's trying to get the biggest fights he possibly can that's a big fight that's a decent fight right there I like that fight I want to get into the Donair versus Casamero situation, which now Donair is pulling out of the fight. Um, I understand where Donair is coming from. I really do. Especially if Casamero is trying to play games or he feels that Casamero is not clean and he feels like he's just pulling tricks. I understand. But Donaire, you're in the good races right now, boxing fans. You have the momentum in your career that you haven't had in a long time. Coming off of a great fight gets in your way. Coming off a great win, right? Now... I feel like exactly what I'm saying about Mike or shit. Don't give up the momentum. You have it. I understand the things were said. I understand that things that were said that were, you know, cross the line. But this is a fight business. And I think that the momentum you're giving up in this is not worth it. I think you should secure the payday, secure the fight, put it on this man, right? If, that, that, if you can put it on him, put it on him, right? And then set yourself up for a big, massive payday after it. I don't think this is the right move to cancel this fight. I think you have the momentum right now, and I think you need to ride that wave. I respect that you have a cold. I even tweeted you that every man, the the, the gift of from the wire that every man should, uh, needs to have a cold. I respect it, but I think this might be the wrong move to make. But like I said, if you have a cold and you feel good about it, then you do. you. But I think boxing wise, your career wise, this is a you're you're riding a beautiful wave. They were gonna put in the the StubHub. Um, what is it called now? Dignity Health, whatever the hell. They were gonna put it there. I think that it, uh, it was a Filipino clash. I think that everything was kind of going the thing, and everybody's paying attention now. You hyped it up. You have all the beef now. Seal the deal. Get the fight, and maybe get the W and set it up in a way. Everybody wants to see it. It. It's the storybook ending to your to your career. Um, I I I just think you should. I think the fight should happen. I think that this is what you've been waiting for is that second run in your career all you're an all-time great and i just i think that should happen i really do i that's my that would be my opinion let's get to the fights this weekend you got chris Goldberg versus tug Nambaye. i'm guessing i'm saying that right i didn't even say his full first name i think you just forgive me on that right the saying pronouncing these names it, it's tough it really is but this gets a tug who's moving up short notice from 126 where usually fights to uh 130 to 130, i think it's like 132 to 130 tug is a good fighter he's a very tactical fighter he has a lot of skill he has talent he has all those things um chris Goldberg, i think has more things to stand out right he has more speed um is i believe his power stands out i believe defensively he stands out he just has those things and then you're gonna give him a weight advantage and then you're gonna do it on short notice all those things, I think, are just too much for Tug to, to withstand, and even if I think this fight was giving Tug a full training camp, I still think Chris Colbert would be too talented for him defensively. I think Tug wants, I think Tug is too patient in there. I think he likes to sit and watch, he wants to what he does to be perfect, and sometimes it can't be, and I think Chris, with a jab, uh, his quick quick feet, quick head movement, I think he's just going to be able to control the fight, but I think the jab is most importantly thing because he starts jabbing a lot he throws multiple jabs throws one two one uh one 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 one. one. he starts showing the rhythm of it he starts feigning you and he just gets control and i think Tug's the kind of guy that can if will start falling in the trance of that jab i really do the thing i worry about chris is when he thinks he has someone hurt or the situation it's the way he punches he kind of gets straight up um he kind of arm punches but he has power to it so i'm not saying it's like incorrect he just kind of does punch like that he kind of punches like he's stiff and his back right kind of like that's how he punches i do think the tug would have an opportunity if he could somehow draw chris into that if tug can kind of eliminate the stopping and staring in front of chris i think that that would be the way to attack this fight but the size thing and he tug just got it was a good fight but he he lost right to me and he he got the the better man was uh gary russell jr um, and he won it by boxing, jabbing him, uh moving around. And Tug kind of just got like in a trance. It's kind of like got to a mode where he just like followed. I expect this to be the similar. But I expect Chris Colbert's shots to mean more. So I think that might put Tug more in a defensive thing. I think this fight could be boring, honestly. And I think it could be boring because I don't think Tug's going to take the chances necessary to win this fight. I think Chris Colbert is going to get the jab going early. And when he does land, I think Tug's really going to feel it. And Tug's too smart too tactical to allow himself to get slapped it really is at that point he's gonna have to make a mental decision at one point in this fight is that if he's really gonna go for it or if he's gonna just be good enough to not take any not allow uh Colbert to put it on him and maybe Colbert proves that he's just that good where he could just put it on a guy that's like Tug is so tactical if he if Chris Colbert right puts it on Tug and Tug as good as he is is not you know tug's not forcing himself forcing his shots or anything like that i mean that really just says how good chris colbert is i know sometimes you go into fights and chris colbert's a big uh big favorite in this fight you go into these fights and you just think like well you know it's one-sided but this is a better matchup than what we had versus gamboa and if chris colbert can destroy tug and get him out of there that says a lot more you know i mean sometimes you got to watch a fight even if you know the outcome just to see how the outcome comes to that sometimes when a movie starts off it tells you shows you the ending and then you're like well how do we get there that's what you want to see in this fight how are we going to get to the position because i expect what i'm predicting is chris cobra wins a decision where tug never really takes any chances maybe he starts off early but then feels the power gets the jab throws him off he never really gets set up a shot and he came in you know short notice and just says i'm gonna pack it in, I'm going to be technical, I'm going to be smart, and I'm going to ride this through decision loss. But what if Chris is too good for him to even be able to do that? Well, that's where you're getting on the, the point of special, because that's what we're trying to figure out now. How special is Chris Colbert? Because we know he's damn good. Is he special? And how special is he? The counter to Colbert winning, I said, is if Tug can get Colbert to open up, and Colbert gets a little stiff, gets a little high up, and Tug is very pinpoint very good combination fighter very good with his feet and he can work if you get into a flurry with him he's shots don't lose control he puts his stuff in with intention and he knows where he's placing them he's a very good fighter tugs a very good fighter like don't get in there thinking that tugs doesn't have any skill he's not going there with some skill i just wonder if they were the same way i would still favor chris colbert closer fight i would still favor him but now you are giving him the weight advantages you giving him all these things I think it's too much to give up. Let's see what kind of tug we get, what kind of mentality we get, and Tug know did. It, unfortunate it is as it is in boxing, and maybe not with the PBC that they'll give you multiple chances. But if he's going to make a run at being like a star now, this is like his last chance. He's got to make it now. He's got to m- have a performance that makes you at least want to see him again, even if he loses. On the undercard, you have Michelle Rivera versus john fernandez and michelle is the favorite on this but i did look at the betting odds he's only a john is only a plus 350 underdog so they see what i saw right they're seeing what i'm seeing because i see john fernandez i know he lost to uh shaquille um what's uh shaq foster i know he lost to shaq foster shaq foster a damn good fighter though so that you know no shame in that he didn't get stopped but he lost to shaq foster so maybe the you know stock diminished from that because they said well, okay well, we saw him with a high level fighter and he, he he couldn't keep up. Now I not sure that's the case or I'm not sure that he didn't learn from it. I'm not sure he didn't. You know, guys lose. It, it happens. Hagler lost. Duran lost. The guys lose. Michelle is you know there's selling him as a hard-hitting fighter i think he's very good i think he's very long i think he picks very good shots um i think he's very smooth with his punches he doesn't have to put a lot on them when he does put them on there it's usually because he knows that he can put it on there That's a good time to put it out there he's a long first step i think that that's a good thing to pay attention to is that he uses his lane to cover ground he's more of a going forward fighter he kind of loses his balance at points right he does he moves in a weird spot and his legs will fall back he he can lose his balance especially if you apply pressure to him i think from fights i've seen the ones where a guy is still alive in there still looking to win he's more of a one-shot a guy now i've seen him in fights where he's letting go like combos but the guy's kind of like shelled up and doesn't want to fight anymore and he knows that so to me he's more of a one-shot type of guy his hand's do kind of lose themselves in combinations i do see him like i said lose balance he doesn't have the fastest hands um his power like i said they sound as a powerful a puncher but i don't see the power that's like he hits you it's over i don't see that I, i'm sure he hits hard i'm sure he has a good pop but he's 20 20 wins 13 knockouts it's not like he's knocking everybody out he goes in and he's not going in there with elite talent yet right he's not going in there with very good talent i think john fernandez is probably his toughest opponent to date John is a solid boxer. Good jab. Good pressure. And he's constantly active. He's constantly doing something. There's never a point in the fight where he just like he didn't do anything there. It's not. His legs are moving somewhere. He's jabbing you. He's got quick up he got quick uppercuts, good combinations. He's defensively aware. He could do a lot of things. Now, is he elite at anything? Probably not. But I'm not sure M- Michelle Rivera is elite at anything. As you can tell of my voice, I'm kind of leaning John Fernandez in this fight. I think that he has the better legs in this fight. I'm just going to say that. Now, I could be dead wrong. But I think he has the better legs in this fight. I think Michelle has the reach. He's probably a little bit more pinpoint. I think he's more pinpoint than John. But I think John's more active. I think his jab's better. I think John can let go in more fluid with his punches. And I'm real curious as on the angle change that John can offer. And when he, he's physically pretty strong, even though he's moving up from when he fought a Super Featherweight, now he's going up to lightweight. I think he could probably push uh, Michelle back. I think Michelle's going to... Either way, he's going to enter into... I think this is a competitive fight. Even if Michelle's power does come to what they say it is, right? I think this is a really competitive fight. I'm going to pick John to win it. I think his activity is going to make... Uh, Rivera uncomfortable he's not gonna be able to pick his shots I think the on un- I think at points he's gonna look unbalanced I'm gonna pick John I think John's gonna w- get this upset I don't think it's that massive of an upset I think this fight's a lot closer um I think people know it's gonna be a good fight but I think everybody's thinking this is like Michelle Rivera's coming out party right and I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick John Fernandez to take control of this fight somewhere on the fourth or fifth round and from that point on being kind of one-sided now, the counter is Rivera has this power that people are saying. I, I'm Like I said, I've I seen it in spurts, but not like, you know, where he's touching and you go to sleep. But they say he does have that, right? And the way John's going to fight, he's going to be in there. John's going to, he kind of stays in range. Even though he's doing stuff good defensively, he's doing, doing stuff good offensively, he stays in range. And let's say it's a competitive fight up until the part where Rivera lands on one clean shot and just ends it. And I think that's going to happen. It's going to happen around the fourth or fifth round. When Rivera gets comfortable with the range, comfortable with the timing and the distance. I think this is a very good fight. I think this is an underrated fight. I think this is a fight that you got to pay attention to. And I think that maybe not a lot of people are going to know John Fernandez going into this. But he's a very skilled fighter. He's a very good fighter. And I think if Michelle Rivera runs through him, that just shows how good he is. But maybe John Fernandez is better than we're thinking. Just because the one loss, we allow that to diminish, guys. But I do love how the PBC will always keep a guy that they said, ah, you know, he had a fight with Showtime. Uh They got, you know, they they the, his manager, I believe, is um. Well, no, no, no. I just think that they get in with these guys, they give him a chance, and then they kind of remember them. They kind of keep them close, and they say like, "Well, oh, bring him back. This is one of those guys. Again, another ch- another shot at it." And I think this is an interesting matchup for him. He after he lost one, fought. Juan got the stoppages figured out his weight I think this is a a great matchup I think it's a great opportunity for John Fernandez I'm gonna take him in the fight so that leads me to my fake money real bets I'm taking Colbert I told you I like the advantages I think Tug's a very good fighter but I'm gonna take Colbert 500k remember fake money real bets I don't really have 500k be honest with you I don't have 500k to bet on this but if you're betting 500 dollars, right well 500k wins me 71k if you're betting 500 dollars, you're gonna win 71 dollars if you made 500 bucks, you went 71 bucks. That's nothing that'll be like, oh, that's nothing. You know what I mean? It just I'm just using a million because it stands out more as my base, right, to start off with. It starts it stands out more. But it just depends on what you're, if I double your money, I double your money, no matter what. If at the end of this year, right, I started at a million and I'm at 2 million, whatever you put in was what you put in. I doubled your money. I want to be like the stock market. I want to be, sh- constant steady growth okay i'm not here to make it rich overnight i'm not now i tell you who i think's gonna win fights i picked that and if i don't bet it then you better you take your chance but these are fights i feel comfortable with i'm betting colbert 500k minus 700 to win 71k i'm picking john fernandez now you know i don't pick fights just to pick them i don't but i feel like john fernandez i feel really good about john fernandez in this fight versus over rivera i'm putting 100k on that that's plus 350 to win 350k I don't just pick fights just to pick them. I don't want to lose money. I'm putting 100k because I bet I have a chance to win 71k here with Colbert. So to me, it kind of wash out, you know, if it did didn't work out, right? Which is always a chance it doesn't. But I feel like John Fernandez has the all around skills and technique to really put on Rivera. I feel good about this bet. I feel good about this week's bets. And if I win 350K, come on, baby. How can I be mad at that? Atticus is asleep today. He didn't bark during this. That's amazing. I feel good with the flow today. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the S-Rock Podcast.